you know, I, I stumbled on the show the other day. <clears throat> just flipping around. It was called, uh, I'm not sure if I got this right or not, but I think it was called Drag Race. Hmm. Uh, oh, no, 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 uh, RuPaul's Drag Race or something. Oh, yeah, 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 my, my girlfriend watches that. I think it's on VH1 now. I don't know what the it's on. Yeah, 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 I think they moved it from, like, uh, gosh, what was that network called? It's like Logo or something? Oh, who cares? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I'm watching this drag race competition. It's all, uh, all, the, all the drag queens. I'm, I guess that's what you call them. And uh, there's uh, one whose name is... Um, what was it? Ah! Trinity Taylor, I think. I, mean, I, I really don't know, but... You don't look at me, I got no idea. But I think she might be called Trinity the Tuck Taylor. Right, right. Apparently she's known for how flat her tuck is, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing it's when you tape your hot dog down between your buns so that you have that, that flat crotch illusion. Yeah, yeah, you know, but guess what, Marcus? You know, I don't care how good Trinity Taylor's tuck is. She is from the pageant circuit, right? And those bitches never win, you know? I mean, or at least that's what, you know, people who watch the show have said around me, I guess. You know, I don't know. I caught a little piece of the show, and I happened to see that Trinity really brought the fish. I mean, I think that's what they say, fish, right? Like, when the queen serves you tilapia with a face like this. No, Doc, no, Doc, fish is the whole body. You have to serve complete body. Tuck, hip pads, the face has to be beat for filth. The whole picture is fishy realness, but I don't know what I know. I don't know what I know. Guys, guys, all of you guys, who do we think we're kidding? Mm. Let's just be honest. We watch RuPaul's Drag Race and we love it. I watch it every day of the week and I so obviously by the time we post this episode this this clip on SNL will have pretty much gone viral among Drag Race fans. I think it was posted like 6 times on the subreddit. But I feel like it's it is a sign of the times that Trinity the Tuck Taylor is being spoken of on Saturday Night Live. It's a big deal, right? That uh, this drag race has made its way into the mainstream, not only just for sheer nerve, but it, all of a sudden now it's being it's referenced on SNL, where a lot of uh, just a lot of different people watching. And uh, sorry, I'm not being very clear. The it's not just gay people watching SNL. I wonder if if when they wrote this sketch, they knew that you know the sketch could, would be passed around, but. For, by gay people, but for me, the most powerful thing about it is that it's straight men talking about Drag Race. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and that they're not using the obvious jokes. It's not the obvious internalized homophobia. It's not the obvious, like, oh, I mean, they're, it, it's, it's poking fun at the fact that, like, this is really enjoyable, and this is really yeah. entertaining, and right. you're and allowed it's a whole to. Culture, yeah, it's a mm -hmm. whole culture to understand, and that there's all these words, mm -hmm. and they're learning, and they're, they're learning. They're, they're taking in uh, who these drag queens are and what their experiences are and and learning about them and, and putting them into their own lives. The fact that they're like, oh, oh yeah, you know, I think I could lip sync. I mean, that's that's relating. That's empathy. That's compassion. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I It was a... I, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't know about this clip until you told me about it five minutes ago. Yeah, I, am, I obviously saw it posted on the subreddit and, you know, when I first saw it posted, I was just like... All right. Like, I was kind of priming myself for the obvious jokes. And I was like, oh, this is such a refreshing point of view on it. And it's um, it's an interesting extension um, or sort of a, a, an addendum to when we talked about season six and we had the Drag My Wedding episode. And we talked about all the straight men in drag in Untucked kind of like 
having this experience with right, drag, right. you know? I remember that, yeah. And, and I feel like this is, you know, we kind of talk about b- progress, I guess, right? And, and like, you know, the mainstreaming and the progress that comes with mainstreaming. This is kind of the tone that I'm really, I, I guess I didn't even know I was hoping to see and hoping to hear, you know what I mean? Like, this is the way that I, that I think is the most constructive to mainstream it. And it's sure. it's taking out, again, it's taking out the internalized homophobia. And, and what it's doing is it's really reinforcing what RuPaul was saying when he was promoting this at the beginning of the season, that, like, drag race is for everybody. Drag race is about, you know, the, the perseverance and the talent of these, of these kids, as he says, you know, of these contestants and, like, what they're bringing to the competition and, and that sort of human element and that thing that, like, we, of course, you know, around the world, but Americans really appreciate of just, like, you know, bringing your... your your talents and your and your abilities and your and your efforts to a competition that's so american you know yeah it's very american it's also very american to other something that you don't know i mean obviously these men were talking about drag race as if it was something very foreign to them that they were getting to know and it makes sense to me that as something comes into acceptance we have to first see it from afar before we can embrace it as our own and the sketch itself started there right like oh yeah this this weird thing oh it yeah uh, something like that yeah um, i don't know mm, fish it's like when you know you can't be full fish because you need like the full body and then you need to beat your face to and slowly as the scene progressed it went from a space of othering to all of a sudden they were doing it right and so it went from other to acceptance which i think is very natural sometimes it's problematic obviously, but it's in a, in a very way, very natural. And I thought the scene was well constructed in that sense. And, you know, wasn't poking fun again, like you said, wasn't poking fun at the gay aspect of it or the fact that these people were gay. They weren't poking fun at the show at all. They were poking fun on the fact that we can come out of the closet and say, we watch a show that doesn't that doesn't have characters that look or sound like us. Right, right. Like, I like that the whole time the joke was that you knew that they knew what the hell they were talking about. Yeah, and I yeah, love they that. liked it. And that it, it didn't make them gay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was none of that. And and even when it comes down to, like, this little lip-sync battle, you know, it was like, it was like, all right, feel your fantasy. Like, go for it. And, and I think that, um, yeah, it's just this, what an interesting turn of events in a season that is already, you know, so much more mainstream. Like, this is just, like, next level. And it's, uh, you know, as RuPaul would say, so proud to see it. So proud to see it. (laughs) So proud to see it. So proud to see it. So uh, we should talk uh, to our listeners about what they're listening to. Yeah, what are you listening to? Well, obviously, you are listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And today we are continuing our recap of Season 9, which of course is 9021-ho, a classic Drag Race acting challenge. Yeah, very classic, very uh, thorough, um, Mm -hmm. and... And certainly very on brand in the sense that uh, it's taking a show from the 90s uh, that was over the top, over dramatic, very iconic. Um, I think I remember hearing on the podcast when they were interviewing Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth that it's really the first kind of like teenage soap opera yeah. that, that, that caught momentum in 1990. Um, and it lasted 10 years. I mean, it created 
an entire generation of fandom, you know, yeah. starlets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think it, you know it really obviously set a foundation for because when when nine hundred two and zero came out, I was I mean I was five in nineteen ninety, but what it created a foundation for were think was things like Dawson's Creek, which was like I totally came up with. I totally remember watching like the first season of that, you know, mm. and so it's like yeah, this this kind of like you know set the stage for uh, yeah teen television and and teen topics on on sort of primetime television so yeah and i mean as alexis reminded us over and over and over and over and over again she's a 90210 expert and and i don't consider myself a 90210 expert but i have i have watched almost every single episode and you know understand uh many many of the jokes that were hidden in in the actual show which i i really appreciated how much whoever wrote this script for uh, the parody on RuPaul's Drag Race uh, clearly loves. Yeah, I am. Um, I I wasn't like a very passionate follower of Nine Hundred Two and Zero. I mean, I knew the jokes. I understood, you know, Grandria, and I understood like <laughs> yeah, different elements. It's like, oh yeah, no, totally. She was like, well, you know, it was interesting because um, I know that Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling are like friends and whatever. But like, I hate Jenny Garth because I hate Kelly Taylor, and the reason I hate Kelly Ke- Ke- Kelly Taylor is because she is the one that like stole Dylan away from Brenda, her best friend. Like that's fucked up. Like when when Brenda went to London, Kelly like moved up in there. I'm just like that's such bullshit. Such See, bullshit. I didn't know that. All I can say though is you're not the only one who hates Jenny Garth. Uh, <laughs> because uh I don't know if you've heard but uh both Nina and Peppermint have, well, Nina a little more, a little less subtly than Peppermint, have alluded to not having quite um, strong of feelings as, uh, for Jenny Garth. Uh, I think Nina made some comment, some, maybe on like a, you know, whatever, some sort of live stream thing about feeling that Jenny Garth was, was racist and, and that was why she was in the bottom. And uh, Peppermint, she does a weekly recap on her YouTube channel and it's really cute. Like it's just, you know, it's more of Peppermint, so I'm into it. But when she was talking about working with the with uh, Tori and Jenny, she was like, "Oh, Tori Spelling was great. We really loved working with her." And then she said, "And Jenny Garth." And then she just kind of like picks up a cup of tea and just kind of sips it and puts it back down and looks. At the, I mean, it's great. It's like Peppermint being wow. shady is such like a. <laughs> it's so welcome because it's so well, rare. There was that. I mean, there was that line that she says to Tori. She's like, "I just can't understand a word that she's saying," and it. It comes off as a little insensitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I see where I see where Nina Bonina starting to piss me the fuck off, but I can't get enough of her brown is <laughs> coming from. Right. Um, in that sense, uh, obviously, like there's probably tea that we don't know and we'll never know. Right. Um, and right. you know, it also could be a lot of a lot of energy for attention. Who knows? I mean, I, when I rewatched the episode, kind of knowing that there was some tension about Jenny Garth and kind of having that that lens, I was like, I could see that she seems a little, she seems a little uptight. She seems a little, I like, I see it now because Tori Spelling, she's so game for this. She was on season. Oh my god! One. Yeah, she was on. She was on Trick mm-hmm. in that movie Trick. Like she's yeah. a drag queen. Yeah, Tori Spelling is always welcome. Oh, and she was in that um, Not Today, Bianca. She was in that great scene oh, in the right. car yes. where she's just screaming. <laughs> yeah. No, Tori Spelling is absolutely welcome. Um, but I even sense this, like, and not just that 
fake acting moment they had, but there was this weird tension between the two of them. Just this kind of, there'd be like, Tori Spelling would say, she'd be like, it's kind of like Avatar, and then Jenny Garth was like, it's actually nothing like Avatar. And I understand like there's some play acting there, but sometimes you can sense when someone's like, not really acting. It, I don't so know. So they're like really good friends in real life. Are they? Yeah, they're really good friends, their families are close. Oh, yeah. well, I, it just seemed... I mean, I, well, I know they're not really good friends with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. They made that pretty clear. Oh, that was absolutely crystal clear. Yes. I, what, what's the tea I, on that? I mean, she came in... You know that Tiffany, after Saved by the Bell ended, then um, they picked up Tiffany Amber to come on to 90210 as mm-hmm. Valerie. And right. we all call her Vampy Valerie because she came in and slept with every single guy. Like, mm-hmm. her character came in and slept with every single character. And I guess there was tension between her coming in, like, season five, season six, middle of everything, and kind of shaking things up. Uh, and there must have been tension. But I don't know the true tea. That's just what I'm kind of assuming happened. And and I seem to kind of remember there being some drama that that nobody really liked working with her, that she was you know, bitchy or whatever. Um, you know, whatever. Jenny, I don't call her Jenny Garth. I call her Jenny Barf, so she can oof, go fuck off. Oof, all right. <laughs> well, uh, Jenny Barf and Tori Smelling. Um, <laughs> so, well, all right. Well, yeah, because I, I don't know, the the only real post uh, Saved by the Bell, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I'm aware of, is like, I know that, like, Ross Matthews has had her on his podcast, Straight Talk with Ross, and I guess they're really close, and they're, he really likes her, and so obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of Ross Matthews, so I trust his judgment. So okay. I guess it's good that he wasn't a judge this week, because that would have been a really <laughs> awkward moment. Awkward. Uh, awkward. But uh, let's, let's get into, because um, there are some other underlying shady feelings, I think, going on in this episode, a lot of it having to do with... Of course, Miss Alexis Michelle. Alexis Michelle. I, I think there are some interesting responses and maybe some edits to Alexis that we're seeing in this episode that makes me feel kind of bad for her. Like, if I were, watch, if I were her watching this right now, I'd be like, God, this is a rough fucking edit. Well, because she is trying so hard. Yeah. And they are exploiting the fuck out of that. Yeah. And, and you know, and but to Valentina's point, like, in the start of the episode, Alexis is, she is very on top of the world right now. And mm-hmm. you even heard in Untucked when, when uh, Trinity tells her that Alexis is, you know, her top competition. Like, right. Alexis's face just kind of, like, softens and relaxes. Right. And because, there's yeah. this, there's, there's this... There's this momentum that she is feeling for herself. And I think it's fine. I think she should have confidence. But what's what I think is rubbing people the wrong way is that it's coming off now as um as unaware arrogance. I mean, it's not it seems it seems disingenuous is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, there was that thing she said in the beginning when she when when she said mentions that Ross tells her she's got a lot of momentum and she says like, oh, right. "Thank you, Ross. I will take that on." And it's just like, well, when you say it like that, Alexis, it's really hard to just give you that, you know? It's really hard yeah, to yeah, give yeah, you yeah. that compliment, you know? Um because I I can see that yeah, she certainly you win snatch game, you've certainly got some momentum. But when you're in a competition, though, Colin, the only person talking you up is yourself. So in that sense, like, she's got to keep this going. The only problem is that we see right through it. 
Like yeah. she is so scared and so nervous. And unfortunately, yes, everything is about me, 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 me. Yeah. And and it's coming. It's very obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Well, you know that that talking head from Valentina not only kind of showed us some some of the the perspective and the uh, the storyline being told about Alexis. I think it is showing us who Valentina really is, and this baby voiced bullshit is part of the long con. Like Valentina, if you're gonna be this, be this because I'm into this, but I'm not into. Yeah. I'm not into, oh my god, you guys. Like, that's not real. That's Lagandra Estranja part two. Okay, you know? school as fuck, sure. Yeah, and so if this is Valentina, like, let's just, you know, it's, if, if that's if that's what we're seeing in these talking heads is Valentina throwing shade and not being this, like, sweet-as-flan little girl, then that's fine, because at least it's authentic. Yeah. But I and, and that's what I want to see. But it also tells me, ooh... Are we getting to see a new side of Valentina that's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, you know, I feel like we're, I, I feel like this whole season is being subject to the, the Fifi O'Hara effect. And that's mm-hmm. this term that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about now in the sense that people on the show now don't want to create conflict because of the aftermath on social media. And yeah. it's horrifying. It's horrifying. And I even remember in Untucked when I guess Trinity asks, um, so who do you want to go home? Mm-hmm. And Valentina polices her and says, that's a really negative question. And it's like, girl, okay, it's a negative question, but it's a question. And the, the producers on Untucked or wherever are trying to create conflict and trying to create stories because right now this season is getting a little boring. Because it's all internal conflict. It's all RuPaul's best friend race. And I know we both like that. And I get that. I mean, I'm fine with this season. But I also know that the season is getting a little bit boring because it's just not there's – there's, there, yeah, there's no fights. And people want a little bit more of um, cutthroatness. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and you – I mean, I think season three is such a, an iconic season – both on what happens on the main, you know, the the main episodes and Untucked. I mean, the Untucked of season three is vicious. Like, those queens weren't paying attention to any outside social media response. They were, they were going for it. And it's, and it does make for great TV. It really does. If you can track down season three Untucked, it is amazing television it really is because it's so not self-produced um whereas now we're not what's the biggest wait what's the biggest conflict on season three? Oh my gosh all of, i mean beyond the fact that there's just the whole heathers and boogers thing right there's oh, the whole idea right. of the clicks there's actually there's a clip on youtube um and i can post it but it's uh, it's it's called toolgate <laughs> and it's from the the hairball uh, challenge from season, which is like the top five. So like it's like Shangela, Alexis, Mateo, um, Yara, Yara Sophia, Raja, and Manila. And it's you know obviously they have to make these looks made out of all out of hair. And uh, Shangela and is is suspecting that Raja has used actual fabric in her dress. And and of course I think Raja wins. No no Yara won the challenge, but Raja does really well in the challenge. But basically, Shangela, and this is where they really coined the term, like, the Nancy Drew of drag, uh, Shangela's, like, digging in, and she's like, and it's amazing. It's such a great clip. Like, 
say what you want about Shangela, but she goes for it. And she just like digs in. She's like, so what did you make that ad? Like, it's so manipulative and it's such good TV. And it's, and she could give two shits about what this makes her look like. She's, she's just being this, she's just creating this moment on TV. And no one would do that in season nine. No one. Because they, they wouldn't want to look like that. They wouldn't want to look like, you know, someone that's, that people would then hate on Facebook, you know? Mm-hmm. And and there's so and there's plenty of other infighting and things like that on season three. But um, I think you're right. I think a lot of it is just because uh, they're very aware of what um, reputation they're going to come out with after this and how that's going to affect their, you know, their bookings. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lack of tension and maybe that's, as much as I love RuPaul's Best Friend Race, I guess that's kind of why I do want to see Valentina show up. Partially because, like, we need somebody to do it. Eureka went home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's Trinity, who I think is the most honest, right? Yeah. So we'll see how Ugh. it goes. Yeah, and Trinity, I, I mean, I would... I'm If Trinity's the villain, then I'm on Trinity's side. Because I, I... Well, we'll get into her, but I feel like she has really moved into my favorites list by this week. Um, well, let's let's jump in. Let's do it. So we yeah. kind of already started uh, talking about the opening of the episode. Um, uh, I feel like <clears throat> the then the, you know then the challenge kind of just gets revealed. This idea that they're going to do nine hundred two and zero. Right. I think the only thing before that 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 kind of gets brought up, and I think is important, is and this feels so repetitive, is Nina Bonina Brown being like, okay, you know, I'm just going to relax now, and thanks for being supportive, and, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to just try to relax and have a good time. And of course, she doesn't do any of that this episode. And it may be, because we've talked about Nina being, there's a similar storyline to like Trinity K. Bonet and like overcoming that inner saboteur. And I feel like Trinity was like, at the, if, if this was Trinity, she'd be getting the point right now. But I think yeah. the big difference is that Shea Coulee is not the Bianca that Nino Benina Brown needs. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think she's trying to be, but it's like, yeah. Shay, you're great, but I think you might have to stay in your lane here, you know? Yeah, in a way, it's like, okay, this is, you're not coming through. Something that, be, so, Bianca was able to tap into something in Nina, excuse me, in Trinity, that was present. Whereas I don't think Nina, I don't think she's allowing that to occur. Oh, what, no. it's all it's all deaf ears. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. oh, it's so unfortunate. <laughs> so unfortunate. It is. So yeah. so do you um I mean the the big thing that happened here was Aja getting upset and having that hissy fit. Right. I mean, the only other big thing before that is when RuPaul says to Farah, oh. "I'm going to fucking fuck you up." Like Oh, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> that was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, um she's so young. Yeah, well, so that that moment where Aja loses her shit. I thought that was real. That showed us a couple different things that I thought was really interesting. Um, what, what I took away from that, first of all, was, uh, Aja's really feeling she's tired. She's, she's stressed. She knows she's been safe every week, except for the week she was in the bottom. She knows she's not standing out and she does not see the role she's given as a vehicle to stand out, which is crazy because that role is a perfect opportunity to stand out. Um, yeah, but I think what we're also seeing is the way that Peppermint handled it, and how she is really—and we always talk about this—the adult in the room. But I, I just loved seeing the how in, incredibly mature Peppermint 
was and how constructive well, she was in handling it. And smart, and smart, because she picked her to switch with Shay. And she knew, like a good teacher knows, she knows the, the people that they can count on to be mm-hmm. mature and to see the bigger picture. So it's like, hey, uh, you two switch, Shay. Because she knows that Shay is going to want the end goal to be, we're moving on. Well, yeah, and I guess that's my question is, uh, was it was it Shay being the good student or was it Peppermint recognizing the good student? Because Shay was like, listen, if, it, if this is going to be a problem, I'll just take Grandria. I'll do it. And I think what Peppermint... Oh, for me, that was Shay. Yeah. Shay started it by being like, yep, me. And then Peppermint, Peppermint realizing, okay... There's my good student. Here we go. Right, Done. right. And what I loved about that was because Aja was, you know, she she was like trying, she was kind of wasting time with like, I just, I just, I'm trying to explain myself. And Peppermint was like, she said, I feel like the perfect thing. She's like, you already said you're stressed. I know how you feel, but what role do you have now? Are you cool with that? And that was brilliant to say, you already said you're stressed. I understand. Like, I empathize. I get it. But now you've got what you want, right? So you're good, right? Like, right, right. Right. Oh, I just brilliant. As opposed I, to as opposed to an Alexis who was like, "You need to grow up." Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like that was not helpful and not not how what, to deal with a, a screaming child. Yeah. Right. Don't ever tell somebody to calm down. You know, right. like right. that's it doesn't work. And I really, I mean, Peppermint maybe hasn't like as a contestant hasn't maybe really shown me too much, except for obviously last week's lip sync hasn't shown me too much of a, a dynamic performance on the show, but as a person on Drag Race, she might be one of my favorite people. Like, she's just, mm. I'm like, she's someone I'm like, oh, I, like, it's kind of like Aja. I'm just like, you, you as a person, I like you. I'd love to hang out with you. You seem great. And I just really saw that and how she handled this and chose, and chose to handle it in a way that she just knew would get them to where they needed to go versus Alexis, right. you know, right. telling her she well, needs to grow up. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they, they, I guess we don't really see much because a lot of the episode was dedicated to the rehearsal and, and the actual very, very, very long show. I mean, it yeah. was very long, wasn't it? Like, it, that... it, it, it came off as really long to me. There were like four or five different acts. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, by, by Draguation Day, I was like, guys, I'm good. I, I got yeah. it. Like, yeah, I've got enough okay. to judge on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let Donna so, Martin graduate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? And, like, it it just, it did feel a little bit long. Um, but I, I think that while it did feel long, I think that, with the exceptions of the, of the two who are in the bottom, everyone did fairly well. Like, it, in past acting challenges, there's, like, a lot of rotten eggs, and there's, like, a couple of standouts. But the fact that, like, Sasha Valor was in the bottom three, I was like, well, she wasn't terrible. She just wasn't as good as everyone else who was also doing a good job. So, I mean, I, I definitely give this challenge credit for that, that, like, these queens, for the most part, showed up. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to kind of talk about uh, their their rehearsal and t- kind of yeah. bring yeah, that yeah. into the show? I mean, I feel like we could talk about both at the same time. So. Totally. I mean, I think that, like... In both cases, as soon as Shay started, I was like, "Well, you're basically cementing your place in the top three. Like, yeah, with the with the cough and yeah, the wheezing. Yeah, I think that like, and this would be an interesting thing to kind of dissect is when you look back on on previous seasons and acting challenges. I just feel like if you do well in an acting challenge, 
it like you do well in the competition. You know what I mean? Like I can't think of any queens oh. who like don't get very far. You know what I mean? Like without being really good actors, like it's a really right. good sign of like a winner. You know? Um, right, right. I mean, even Tara Sanchez, she did well in the acting challenges. She yeah. won that challenge. Yeah, she won. Yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, that was the baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I love the most about the show, and I have to say. It, the opening credits were brilliant. Uh, I could not stop laughing every single time they showed Alexis because it was so perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alexis looked great. She, you know, here, here's my thing about the opening credits, though. And, and maybe this is a little Rain Man. But why, if Alexis is kind of supposed to be, I mean, it really, Alexis is kind of like Valentina's interceptor, right? If, if Alexis is Valentina's interceptor, why is she dressed exactly like Pheromone? <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah that's a good detail colin that's a good yeah. detail and and that i didn't understand but i thought well this is you know yeah. it doesn't matter she's just another character yeah she's another character in the school or whatever right right yeah and um, you know speaking of alexis i i thought alexis did fairly well i i laughed out loud um we got a message on twitter from someone who was it? Was it Twitter Joe who said she looked like Katherine Heigl? Oh, no, it was um, <laughs> it was Jonathan. Uh, he oh said, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she Jonathan was giving us Katherine Heigl face. Yeah. Yeah. Cece uh, desist. Yes. Cece desist. Yeah. Yes. Better known as yeah. Um, I thought you know I mean as we're kind of talking about Alexis and like the edit she's getting or how she's being represented, I mean she took a really small role and she did really mm. well with it. She did really well. And, yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't feel. It didn't feel like forced. It didn't feel over the top. Right. You know, no, I, no, it was it was totally realized. The only problem I had was when she delivers the line in the mirror, dumbass. She says, In the mirror, dumbass, which is very much kimchi's what a fat ass. Yes. I noticed that like the second time I watched it, I was like, ooh, that was that was a little flat. Come on, Alexis. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean otherwise, yeah, I think that she she did really well. It was kind of hard to remember her because she just was in it for such a short small period role. of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I think the he... other sh- we should talk about the other safe queens then because yeah. Farrah – I thought Farrah was really cute and uninvasive, right? She didn't do anything terrible and she didn't do anything amazing and it was fine. And right. it was just what you needed to, to set up other people to soar. Yeah. You know, I feel like, you know, Farrah did way better than I expected. I think that the role – I mean – she and Trinity were working on those Kirks, you know, they were getting those Kirks in there. So I must have been... Kirks, Kirks and Caicos. Right, Kirks, yeah. Which I guess she just didn't know the word nuance, and so she had to say Kirks, you know. I, I, that's all, that's all. I get it. Um, oh, but all yeah. right, Mary. All right, Mary. I mean, I thought that Farah, which, when she had that line about, um, why is the diner in the school? Like, that was, it was, you know, obviously she well, didn't write the line. A br- but... and that's a brilliant reference to the show because mm-hmm. of, of the diner in the high school as well. So, oh, see, I didn't. I, yeah, it references. It's not the Peach Pit, but it references uh, or an early on occurrence in nine hundred two and zero. So, oh, okay, was, yeah, it, yeah. It was not something random. Yeah, I wasn't sure what that was about, but I thought that she she found the exact right note to play that line, and right, I was like, right. oh, that. It's almost like Jocelyn Fox. I was like, oh, I did not think you'd be able to do that, and you did. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. great. Oh. Um. Speaking of safe queens, you know, I think Peppermint knew, she talked about this in Untucked. She's like, I had a flat role. Like, what was I, like, it's branded. Like, you know, uh, but but she brought the 90s energy. I thought she didn't flub her lines at all, which I was worried about. Uh, I think that yeah. she was the, 
epitome yeah, of safe. I, to, to me, she was totally forgettable. I don't remember her at all, except making out with Aja. Right, so. right. Yeah, I mean, and I, I just don't know if that was the role or was her. I feel like she was doing, you know, as much as she could have done with it. So, sure, um, sure. Yeah, and I was just happy to see her safe, because obviously I'm a big fan of Peppermint these days. So, uh, all right, so those are the safe queens. Let's talk about, let's talk about Sasha Valore. Um, since I kind of feel like she borders on safe, you know what I mean? Right. Well, she was, she was just the one next to the bottom. Yeah. Um, she had to be down there. She wasn't as good as, um, Farah, and she wasn't necessarily as good as Peppermint. I mean, she was just kind of, I think there was missed opportunities, which yes. is why she did not as well, but her runway killed uh, it. Uh, so, I, you so, know. Stick that in your mohawk and suck it, you know? Right, exactly. Like, she put it really well that it was a palate cleanser from all these big hair looks. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, and it was a risk, right? I mean, she she wasn't doing hair, hair everywhere and taking it literally, you know? And I feel like, you know, she made a good... I think, I think there's something to be said for... And I think we've talked about this in the past of, like... I don't know, a certain level of self-awareness or ownership of what you've done wrong. And I liked that she was able to say, like, I really should have just done, like, straightforward comedy. Like, maybe it didn't need this the Meryl Streep treatment, you know? Right, and obviously, right. like, ruined Michelle thought that was really funny. And I think that yeah, that... Yeah, well, she was that's too, She thought about it too much. Yeah, it was... You just camp it up, you know? Be drunk. Right, right. Yeah. right. Which is a shame, because, I mean, that role, like, yeah, there were a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, I... You know, in terms of, you know, who would I play? I mean, it'd either be Grandria or the lunch lady. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, which, who would I want to play? One of, the, I would, either one would be fine. I'd play, but, I'd probably play Aja or Nina's part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I figured. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that, of course, takes us to uh, the top three. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Valentina. Let's talk about Valentina. Oh my God. She did Drunk Donna so well. When she comes into the prom drunk, I, it was so good. I thought it, I was so impressed and surprised at Valentina's performance. Really, I, and maybe maybe I'm biased at this point. I I found Valentina's performance profoundly grating, profoundly grating. Really? Yeah. I. Oh, just, tell me why. Tell me why. I I think that it was. It felt like a heightened version of this Valentina baby voice that she does. It, which I'm not into either, obviously. Um, it it felt hammy in a way that I wasn't I wasn't into. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I think it's just because I guess I'm feeling a lot. I'm, I'm having an Aja moment. I'm just like, ugh. Anything you do, like they just fucking love, and I'm just not buying it. Like I'm just not buying what Valentina's putting down because I just don't believe it. You know, and I don't know how I would have wanted her to be different necessarily. You know, I, I don't initially have like a direction or a critique for her or what she could have done differently. I'm, I'm, th- there's, you know what it is? I, this is what I think the issue is for Valentina. She comes off to me the way a child actor does, who's so precocious. You know, I'm an adult in the room. That's how Valentina reads to me. And I find that insufferable. Because she's and not so acting I, her age. You feel like it's put on. Yeah, I feel like it's put on. And I feel like, yeah, it, it's, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not interested in it. And We I have like, yet to see Valentina falter. We have yet to see it. I mean, maybe the yeah. CNN challenge, but we have yet to see it. So, I mean, as far as I know, 
she's she's going to the top three. I would be like in terms of like when I think about her in the top three, and I think about like all the other queens who wouldn't be in the top three because of that. Because I think Shay's locked her spot. She's locked her yes. spot in top three. I'd be shocked. I would not be surprised to see Trinity up there. I I would like to see Sasha up there. But to think that Sasha or Trinity might not get it so that Valentina can? I, uh, to me, it's like Rebecca Glasscock. It's like, what are you doing up here? There's so yeah. many other queens, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I yeah, just... I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm nervous for Sasha next week because of the roast. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's we not did- a funny queen. Maybe she'll lip sync, and she's a great lip syncer. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it seems like Sasha hasn't peaked yet, but we've seen amazing things from Sasha. But anyway, uh, let, well, let's continue. So Valentina, I get. Okay, I thought mm-hmm. she was funny, but uh, I'm starting to see her point. Like it's a little, uh, it's a little grating. Um, yeah. Shay was Shay was hilarious and realized, and mm-hmm. the joke of you know Andre Zuckerman was was really well done in terms yeah. of the, the writing of the show. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed Shay uh, a lot. If anything, she should have won for me. Yeah, I mean, this was another challenge where it was like, oh, well, I couldn't give it to Shay because, like, it just would be so obvious, you know? Like, she's really... I was talking about this with somebody last night. I I feel like Shay Coulee... And this is really a question, is, like, could Shea Coulee win? Because I feel like she's bringing a lot to the table in the competition that Bob the Drag Queen already brought. And in terms of diversity of winners and like the types of winners that we see like each season, you know, Jinx is very different from Bianca, who's very different from Violet, who's very different from Bob. But Bob and Shay aren't that different. Bob does not have the looks that Shay has produced. Well, that's different, sure. But I think in terms of like the effortlessness. Bob can't dance. Bob can't dance like I know Shea Coulee can dance. Bob can dance. I mean, I think that's an that's a talent that Bob does not show. Bob can dance, and but it's I, not I, dancing like Shea Coulee dancing. I have. I guess I have not seen Shea Coulee really. I mean, she doesn't have to lip sync. So, I mean, there's a question: well, Is Shea Coulee well, going to lip sync? Well, there were some clips in the beginning of the season that I, you know, that I looked up. She. She does, you know, remember how I said, oh, well, she did every single verse, but mm-hmm. she danced to every single verse, uh, the whole song. Um, and it was great. It was great. She does a lot of Beyonce, and it's fabulous. All right. I mean, I, it's, that's just the one thing that's standing out to me if I'm, if I'm looking at Shay with a critical eye, because otherwise I'm just like, Shay is just, she's just turning it out week after week, right? So it's kind of like, it's kind of... I think Rue had said this probably, maybe it was season eight or something. Uh, there was some challenge where they all did really well. And she was like, listen, like, we've got to nitpick a little because, like, we're down to, like, the best of the best. So, like, I've got to, nit- I've got to like, try to find the things to critique you on. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I'm feeling about Shea Coulee is, like, well, geez, like, what can't you do? Or what could possibly be your, um, where could you possibly falter, you know? Um, not right. that I want her to, but just it. It's more interesting to kind of see a queen, you know, work her way to the top versus sail her way to the top. So, uh, uh, yeah, yes, unless you're rooting for that queen. 
You know, well, sure, I don't know. Sure. I mean, I guess that's the question, right? Do I want Shea Kool-Aid? Do I want her to win? Sure. I love Shea Kool-Aid. But like, if I had to choose between like Shea or Sasha, I'm going to choose Sasha. Sasha. I'd love okay. to see a queen like Sasha Velour. Win I know. Race. She needs a platform. Oh, I'd love her. Yeah. I mean, when I think about like the diversity of winners and like what each one kind of brings and, or how they represent drag. I just I think that Sasha Velour is a tight is representing an element of drag that we haven't seen in the winners before, you know, and so maybe that's kind of why I'm like oh, I don't know about Shea Coulee because like I'm just kind of mm. campaigning for that a little bit. Yeah, and and we we should campaign. I don't think Sasha's going to make it to the top. I think people find her boring. I don't think that she's reading the way that like an all right Mary fan would appreciate her. You know what I mean? Like sure. our Marys, I think get us and get why we love Sasha and probably love Sasha themselves, but most people aren't All Right Mary fans. You know what I mean? Like, they don't think about the show we do. They like the bitchiness, they like the fishiness, or they just like, you know, a little bit more outwardness, right? More obvious things, less things that are uh, understated or obscure. Right. Well, in that case, I mean, maybe it's time for a pageant girl to win. Maybe Trinity the the Tuck Taylor. Maybe this is her season. I mean... (laughs) That would be uh, that would be kind of amazing, especially because I think we all collectively wrote Trinity off from the Meet the Queens. No question. <laughs> yeah, but then I think like maybe even you had, had said like someone had said, "Oh, like don't sleep on Trinity." She's like, the one to watch. Yeah, she yeah. beat um, Alyssa Edwards for Entertainer of the Year. I mean, that's a big deal because Alyssa Edwards is an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, my I can't believe how much I think uh, Shane had messaged us on on twitter and she was like you know because she was doing the bracket and she was just like well everyone's doing terribly in the bracket now because it's just like right. not we what we're expecting over. yeah 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 totally totally but i mean i feel like that's i think like that's happening a lot i think like that's happening a lot with people watching the show like yeah uh, aja's gone you know aja's gone right spoiler <laughs> yeah i mean and i did not expect that i mean we i I was talking about her, like, oh, she seems like top three material, but mm. you know, it that wasn't the case. Yeah, and there it is. Well, yeah. there it is. <laughs> well, and, and Trinity, I'll tell you, at this point, she's won two challenges. She's brought, she's brought a really interesting uh, look to the runway every week. She's very detox to me, mm. and, and, and plastic surgery, you know, included. I mean, I all of what she's bringing is, is very detox, strong. Yeah, I think that she's she's bringing. I agree with you that she's reminiscent of detox. But and I think where she excels past detox is when because one of my compl- or not complaints, critiques, whatever of detox is that I sometimes didn't feel like she was fully invested in these acting challenges, these performance challenges. She always seemed slightly removed, like she didn't really dive all the way in. Right. The only exception maybe being that um, the the sequels challenge she did with Katya and All Stars Two with the the mm. zombies. Um, and oh, so, right. it, meanwhile, I think Trinity really, Trinity, well, I think what impresses me about her is the way that she completely transforms into a role and transforms into a look. And, you know, she's, in this week, in this challenge, she was, she was great. I mean, here comes that word. She was, there was nuance. There she was, she was in the role the entire time. She was stealing the show from the background in the, in the prom scene. You know, I, I really, I'm, I'm so happy to be wrong about her. You know, and I think mm. I even said that when we were doing the Meet the Queens, I was like, "Watch, she's gonna just run away with the whole competition." And I, I think that she might. And I, as much as I love Sasha, I, 
I feel like I wouldn't be that upset about Trinity winning or at least getting the top three because she's earning it. She really is. And when she had to lip sync, she fucking killed it. I mean... That's right. She did kill it. That's right. She didn't have much competition. And she still <laughs> killed it. You know what I mean? Like, she still yeah, brought 110. Right, right, so right. Yeah, um, exactly. I was I was very happy to see her win this week. Yeah, she she was bringing a, a Jennifer Coolidge-ness, as they said on the show. But to me... I I felt like it was a comedic version of an Ellen Burstyn from uh, the uh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Which we've referenced before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I started saying Ellen. I thought you were going to say Ellen Barkin from Drop Dead Gorgeous. But, uh, oh, was... no, no, no. Ellen Burstyn. You know, I'm going to be on television. And then her with the pills and the speed. Uh, uh, yeah. there, there was that quality to her that, that I, I felt. And then, you know, Jennifer Coolidge came up. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yes, absolutely. Right. I, you, that makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that she I'm, – I'm excited to see what she does in the roast next week because she can read a bitch. Like if we haven't really seen much reading going on this season, but when she kind of goes off on a tear, like she can she can get flappy at the jaw. So Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she did. When they came for her and untucked last week, she went right back at Aja and <laughs> yeah. just like told her everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, when I think of Trinity and I, I think that she – Yes, she's a she's a pageant queen, but I that's what I love about her is is the elements mm. of pageant that she's bringing, which we saw in Untucked this week with that question of like, so who do you want to see go home? And the way that she navigated that conversation without ever implicating herself, I was like, you are brilliant. You are so much more than I thought you'd be. So, yeah, I just think she's earning it. So those are tops, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then the bottoms, I mean, well, Sasha, we don't need to talk about, but we, we can maybe talk about the lip sync if you want, uh, or maybe save, I don't know, we can talk about the lip sync. Let's save the lip sync for after the looks. I mean, I think yeah. in terms of the performance in, I think that they both, Aja and Nina had a similar problem. They, they weren't invested. They weren't there. They, you could hear them trying to find the notes and missing them completely in both of their cases. I just don't think that they can act. No, no. I mean, it. it's, it, and it, it, yeah, I mean, it, and I felt like the roles they were it was, given. It was very high school, you know, high school show. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, that's what it, it read as. It was they, not professional. Yeah, and they weren't really given difficult roles, like, to, to be successful with those roles. Like, Asha and Nina both could have easily been successful in those roles. Like, it wasn't. Like, I think that Aja would not have been able to do what Shay did with Grandria, you know? Um, okay. It wasn't. It didn't require that much work to kind of do right. that. And she just... So I think to falter not even hitting that kind of low of a bar says a lot, you know? Yeah, and, and what's sad is that they both got the roles that they wanted, yeah. which I think was actually probably to their to their detriment because they had an idea about what was easy for them Mm -hmm. and then, and didn't, didn't think they were challenged. And so didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Well, you know, and what's a shame is that when you look back at the, um, you know, the good morning bitches, uh, challenge, Nina Bonita Brown was fantastic. She didn't have lines to learn. She didn't have lines to learn. Yeah. But it's like, if you think about it, I mean, they were different people, but there was a similar energy Like she could have tapped into, a very similar energy from that performance and put it into this one. Right. But that takes patience. That takes some sort of 
creativity, Colin, for you to make those connections. And I think Nina is so far deep in her head that she can't she can't make connections from day to day. There's probably this is I mean it's exhausting, right? Yeah. Oh, Everything's sure. very exhausting. But I don't think Nina's going to go much farther, especially because of how she reacted after this week's episode, the some of the videos of of her that she's posted where she kind yeah. of gave things away early on. I don't think Nina is in a good place right now. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that you can kind of see it in the critiques, you know, when uh, when Rue is talking to her. It's like, you can kind of see in Rue's eyes, she's like, and I... Oh, you want to blow your nose? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go away from the, the mic. Oh, it picks up everything. Um, you can kind of tell that RuPaul has made her decision. She's like, okay, we've got a story to tell with you, but yeah. we don't have a crown to give you, you know? Right, right. Well, so, which is a shame. That's okay. Sometimes that's a crown in itself, mm-hmm. depending on how you take it, right? Depending on what you do with it after, like like Trinity Cable now. Yeah. And I think Nina is not. Yeah, I think she wants the crown, and that's all she sees, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Aja, um, on the other hand, Aja, on the other hand, is completely oblivious, and I don't think gets why she is on the bottom and why she gets red for her look. I mean. Her makeup on the runway was, yes, the best it's been, but it, there wasn't much makeup. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Aja has not – I don't think Aja's improved in this competition. Oh, see, I feel like this was the best. I agree that this was the best – what Michelle said. It was the best that Aja had looked all competition or all, you know, the entire season up until that point. Yeah. I feel like – I disagree. I think that Aja is a lot more – I don't know if it's self-aware in the moment, but what I get from Aja is there is an ability to reflect. There's an ability to look back and go, okay, I think I misstepped there. And she's 22, and to be able to do that at 22 is pretty good. Right. I I agree with that, but I I don't think that has anything to do with what I'm talking about. I think what I'm talking about is what she can do as an artist right now. And that is um, adjust, and she can't. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's a queen, and I'm going to be really interested to see, you know, now, or, you know, once the season is over, to see what she now does with the platform, what more she yeah, does bring. because she certainly has a great aesthetic, and she certainly gets kind of where she's coming from in terms mm-hmm. of who she is a queen, but I, it, it makes sense that she's going home this soon, because there are other queens that have more realized perspectives, Nina included. Yeah, I mean, I think what I like about Aja, I mean, the... The things that she does bring in, you know, to drag, like her 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 ability to lip sync, you know, the, the tightness of her lip syncs, and like what she does with that that sort of classic uh, element of drag, I think is really good. And I think she there is an intelligence and an effort to do a really good job of that. And if that's what she's good at, I'm okay with that. That's what Darian Lake is good at, you know, like. There's mm. nothing wrong with being a really good lip sync artist. I think that, for example, because Aja didn't necessarily come up like in the pageant scene, right, and wasn't getting the kind of feedback that, say, someone like Trinity has gotten in her career, I think that this was a really great opportunity for Aja to really grow because maybe she just wasn't getting that feedback before. Yeah, I, and I don't think she got that much constructive feedback except for fix this, fix this, fix this, which, sure, I mean, that's... Why not? I mean, I guess that I guess that's constructive. I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and we didn't. And there's there's certainly critiques that we didn't see, right? There's certainly like these queens get read for like a half hour each. So yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, 
But I do think that I did really like her runway this week. I actually thought, you know, and we'll get to it when we talk about the runways. I kind of thought that she was maybe the best runway this week. So, well, should we get into the runway then? Let's talk about the runway. Well, do you want to skip the special moments corner of talking about cancer? Oh, we should <laughs> talk about social justice corner and talk yeah. about cancer because cancer is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it is, it is certainly feeling requisite and formulaic. One note. Point. One yeah. note. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not about, it's obviously we're not downplaying. There's a there's a certain weight to Trinity's story and to Shay's story and to Sasha's story and to and to the, the what what they carry from those experiences and and I think in particular I really and we'd heard the story earlier on that you know Sasha is a bald queen you know in in kind of honor of her mother and kind of celebrating yeah. baldness as beauty and I thought that was that is really powerful and it is really meaningful. Um, but well, I mean, I will say we said this last week. These stories are important. We might not want to hear them as, you know, gay people watching a drag show, but we have to hear them. It's important that they're out there. It's not to please straight people. It's not for any other reason except to humanize these queens because we have to remember that these are human beings. I'm a, as Nicki Minaj says, I'm a human being. That sounds like Valentina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and this, you know, uh, what James Mansfield said, right? Be kind. Right, right. Well, and you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, I, I think there's that element of the realness that we're seeing of, of finding out about what Trinity had to do at a young age and, and what uh, Sasha and Shay, what they've had to heal through. But then, then Alexis, producer in training, swoops in. And when Sasha's talking about her mother, you know, struggling with her drag, Alexis says... So is that something you struggle with feeling resolved about? And it's just like, oh my God, could you be more obvious? Like, this does this is not humanizing at all. Right, right. And and then when she recommends that Sasha should have a meeting with the Hollywood medium, I was just like, this is so artificial. That product pla- that sounded like product placement to me. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's messed up. Right. Yeah. I I just you know I honestly. I really wish Alexis wasn't coming across this way. I really, I, I, because I think her heart's in the right place. I really do. Like, I think her heart is oh, really in the right no place. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. Yes. But I just, it's like secondhand hand embarrassment when she does stuff like that. Because it just, it doesn't, it doesn't read as anything other than the producers just asked us to talk about this. He just asked us to product place the Hollywood medium and now I'm going to do it and it's going to be so on the nose and obvious. And like, you gotta drag it up, girl, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't give it all away, Mary. It's still... There's still some curtains and mirrors to get around. Right, right. Um, I do like the fact that Aja is a medium, that she does this stuff. I was like, oh, all right. Okay, Aja. More things I like Bed-style about medium. you. Yeah, Bed-style yeah, medium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah. cute joke. It was a cute was, joke. Yeah, yeah. Bring her a chicken. So... <laughs> So let's jump to the runway. Let's right. uh, hair hair everywhere. Um, I, I, mentioning it just because every time I watch the episode, it just made me skeeve out. But when Carson says that he was voted most likely to suck seed, I was like, Ugh. Ugh, filthy. I mean, and I'm no prude. I'm like, girl, you know, get your life. You know, it was funny. It was funny. You know, what I was most distracted by on that panel was Michelle's breasts. I mean, you know, her hair was. It looked like she was going to breastfeed Carson and Tori Spelling. You know, I mean, 
if you got him, flaunt him. I did like the big exactly, hair. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the big hair, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did you think of RuPaul this week looking uh, the way she did? I thought she looked good. You know, I thought she I, – I thought this – this week I thought she looked pretty good. She it was like okay, yeah, her makeup's getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought the eye makeup matched the dress really well. I, yeah, I had no complaints about RuPaul this week. All um, right. So let's talk about these looks. Um, yeah, you know, I I wish I I wish to go first, so I'm just gonna go first. Um, I, I'm only gonna talk about two that I thought were the best. For me, the the best was Sasha with her mo- her her mohawk, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm I, I'm sorry, I have to say it. Nina Bonina Brown killed that look, killed that look. This idea of hair, big hair, and then she goes to this cat pussy look, does the face up. I love the corset. I thought I just thought she looked stunning. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, come on, cat. Uh, I I loved it. So those two for me were the big stickout ones. With a Alexis being an honorable mention. Oh, Alexa's makeup and hair was fabulous. I mean, obviously, yeah, very Tim Burton, very yeah. For me, it was very Tim Burton. It was Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah, yeah. I I thought. I mean, that I don't know if the more I looked at the dress, the more I was like, I don't know if I like this dress. You know, I don't know if this is the most. I, like, either it needs to be longer. I don't know. I don't know what I would change about it. But the hair and the makeup were were really fabulous. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I I'm not going to necessarily disagree about Nina. I mean, the makeup's great, right? And I don't want to take that for granted. Like, the makeup is fabulous. And even if she brings, you know, this sort of complex painted face every week, like, it deserves to get credit for being, like, really fabulous. It's like it's like, it's like like uh, Kim Chi, Colin. I mean, yeah. she did that every week, and we didn't read her. And I feel like we're a little biased against Nina because of how she's acting during the challenges and things. But her looks are great and different. Well, I agree with Michelle though, where it's like the the from the neck down is starting to feel a little bit predictable. Like it, whether it be Nina or just like looks we've seen on Drag Race before, like the boots with the catsuit with the corset. It's like again, again, Bianca had the same face and the same silhouette all season, and nobody said shit. So I don't know why Nina having that amazing breastplate and corset and big padded ass is such a problem. I'm sorry I'm getting so passionate about this, but we I, I feel like we have there has to be uh, we have to remember other queens that did the same thing and didn't get read. Well, I think that I I agree. I mean, because I don't think it's reading her. I think it's just a matter of like I'd love to see you do something else. I'd like to see you do something different. Obviously. Okay. You're- you know what I mean? And she's done it. That that peach look was different, you know? The Gaga look was different. But I think that um, I, I, I know, I mean, we also know that Nina did not come with many looks. And that's why all these queens have been giving them her, you know, their clothes when they leave. So I understand there's, a, there's an element of limited resources. But I, I would love to see a different, it's similar to like Peppermint. I want to see something other than pink. I want to see something new from Nina. You know, because I, I guess because I know that she can. And there's are you, Colin, too. wait, are you subpoenaing Nina? I, Messica Simpson, I am subpoenaing <laughs> Nina. Yes, I, I'm subpo- <laughs> I am subpoenaing her to, to give me something new because I know she can. Whereas <laughs> Bianca, I know that she can't. So I'm not going right, to ask right. for it, you know? Mm. So it's really a compliment to Nina. They're like, I know you can do more than this. I know you can okay. give more diverse looks than this. I'd love mm. to see it. So, um, I think that, 
obviously Sasha was great, you know, I mean, talk about versatility, like every week it's something different and it's a different idea. And, you know, Carson, I think it said like, it, it's what she was doing was very on brand, but it's still a totally different look from what she's done in the past weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's very on brand. She does her drag. I think that's why I want her to win, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very inspiring. Um, you know, and I, again, I really did like Aja's look. I was, whether it be on a relative scale for Aja and how she's improved since the first episode, or just as a great look, I just thought that she really was very fully realized. I really didn't have any complaints. Um, one that I, I'm curious your thought, what did you think about Shea Coulee? Uh, I liked it a lot. It was, it was simple, right? Cause she was wearing a bathing suit, but I thought she looked great. I thought she looked great. I thought it was a great look. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a great look because... So that so that's my question. And I guess this is me being a little nitpicky with, with Shea Coulee. And again, it's a compliment, right? You're going to do that well. I'm going to have to look for something, right? Yeah, uh, right. So Shea Coulee, and again, it's kind of like what Michelle was saying. is like, I've seen this before. I've seen a bathing suit and a coat before. I mean, perfect example is Layla McQueen. She came out in a bathing suit and a coat, and they read her for filth. Right. Shea Coulee came out in a bathing suit and coat and was like, well, I've read Girls for this before, but this is different. This I get. And I think it's because Shea Coulee sold it really well. I also think that they really like Shea Coulee. And yeah. I think yeah. they really liked Bianca Del Rio. And that's why they didn't read her for her look because right. they really liked her. Right. And that yeah, goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. So uh, Good point. It, good point, it, Layla McQueen. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's – you know, I, I I thought Shay was great, but I also was like, well, it it, it just it, it's a point of it's a point of interest that yes, other queens would get read for this look, and Layla McQueen's look was actually really good, and and had just as much detail and interesting stuff going on, and she got read for it. So, um, the other one I wanted to just mention is Trinity because that look was trashy as fuck, but she can make trashy work. There's yeah, so, it was it was it it seemed very southern to me. It was uh, important. Yeah, I just, I, I, she's someone who can get away with something, because I don't know, she can sell it. I like when Trinity's kind of trashy, you know? <laughs> like, I don't okay. know. I just, I, I appreciate it. So, and, you know, I guess, you know, I don't really much to say about Farah, and I really didn't like Valentina's look, to be honest, but obviously I'm feeling a little biased about Valentina these days. Right, um, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Peppermint, Peppermint had that huge hair. Uh, that that I thought was one of her best looks, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that she it, I, it yeah. was a very safe look, mm-hmm. but it was she looked great and she looked the best she's ever looked. So. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, she was very much safe this episode in every sense of the word, and I, again, I'm fine with that. So, okay. um, but I would like to, as she said in the untucked, she's like, I got to start winning challenges, and so um, I'm feeling that as well. So should we get into an argument? I feel like you are, as from the gif you sent me, you didn't think Aja should have gone home. I, um, let's turn to my notes on that. I, I think that in the storyline of season nine, it was time for Aja to go. I don't know if she had anything else to bring. That I could agree with. Do I think she should have gone home for that lip sync? Absolutely not. Okay, well then let's argue about this because I think Nina won that lip sync fair and square. And Marys, you can read me for filth, I get it. But I think she won that lip sync fair and square. First of all, when your face is painted like a cat, how could you go home? 
Well, I don't know, Trinity K. Bonet. How can you go home? Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I came to slay this season, Mama. <laughs> That's all. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, that was a phoenix. All I'm saying is to be painted for filth like that and to still go home, it can happen. Well, let me tell you. Okay, so that's a great argument. So second argument, Nina had that slow, composed, studied approach to this lip sync where it was very calm and confident, which I gravitate towards more than one that's effervescent and all over the place and desperate and kind of fast um, and a little bit too much. Hers had this arc that I really appreciated. It went somewhere. And all of her movements that were amazing were, uh, they were deliberate. And they weren't, I don't think, spontaneous. You know what that reminds me of, and with a different result, is when I think of Katya versus Kennedy Davenport when they did Roar, Katya was doing a similar lip sync. It was deliberate. It had a, it had a build up. She, you know, and, and it was, and she was great. Whereas Kennedy Davenport was like, I'm going to give you everything I fucking got in this cat suit. And I think that, you know, it's interesting again to talk about like Queens who did something similar in the past and won and Queens or, or didn't win. And then a queen doing something similar where I think Aja was kind of pulling a Kennedy here. She's like, I'm going to pull out everything I got. I'm going to, I'm going to hit every note really, really hard. And I guess it worked for me because I mean, this is a great song. I can't believe it took this many seasons for this to be a lip sync song. And, you know, it, it's getting read on our Twitter, at least, as, as it being too low energy. But this is a great song. Oh, this is a fabulous song. This is yeah. a classic lip sync song. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I really, I, I just felt like what Aja was bringing to it was kind of what I wanted for this song i wanted to see all that i want like there was a precision to it there was a um she was paying attention to the beats and i think there were moments and if you watch it really closely there are certain eh, here's that word again there were certain nuances that aja was doing that they did not highlight because they had to tell a story of who was going to win this lip sync okay uh, that that i get that i understand and i was watching aja the second time very closely i thought it was a really well done con i thought she had a great, uh, you know, cartwheel into a split, right? She had that, mm-hmm. like, fabulous moment. I thought that it was a strong lip sync. I just was gravitated, gravitating towards Nina so much more because of that slow confidence, because of the arc, because when, you know, the, um, finally, finally, when they, they kind of, oh. and, and it's like double, they both kind yeah. of shook at the same time. Uh-huh. And Aja bent her body backwards, right, which was fabulous. Nina's, though, was more of this, like, scream, which mm-hmm. I felt more, and it was lower, and I just thought that Nina's was more matured. That moment, I know what you're talking about. That was the only moment where I felt like, because that was such a great moment where they both were just in sync doing the same thing, um, and Nina's was more interesting, and what she was doing, I get what you're saying, that I liked, but that was the only part. Otherwise, I felt like I was seeing a lot of what I've seen Nina do before, and obviously we haven't seen her lip sync before on the yeah. show, but I've seen other performances of hers. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of, the, you know, the low to the floor voguing or, you know, it's, um, I, I just, I mean, to be honest with you, overall, I, I do 
I do feel like this this song deserved an even better lip sync performance overall. Like I just I don't know. I just I, I wanted more from it, but I felt like Aja was giving me closer to what I was looking for. But I also knew, especially because I I really I mean just based on the performance, I expected Aja to stay. But then watching it again, and I remembered like, oh yeah, storyline wise, they've got a little bit more to tell about Nina. They don't have anything else to tell about Aja. I get that. Okay. And I, I knew still that think Nina happened. won that lip sync fair and square, though, regardless of the story that they have to tell. I enjoyed it more. I'd want to see Nina do that again. Mm, and I would love Whereas to see Whereas Aja, Aja I'd be like, okay, well, do another song. Oh, see, Aja, see, Aja's a queen. I'd love to go see perform. Um, obviously, now all her performances are going to be mobbed, but I'd love to go see perform. She's the kind of lip sync artist I like to see. I I like she gives a lot of face. She, you yeah, know, she, you know, you. I, I remember in the beginning when we were researching Aja, you were very impressed by her lip sync, and I remember seeing one that I was impressed by, mm-hmm. but I wasn't that blown away. There was it, it seemed a little. It lacked a little bit of depth for me. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with her. I mean, I think she's the kind of queen who, at these skills that she has right now at her age, I'm really curious to kind of see in a few years what they morph into because there's just there is I think it's just that she's very good. Detail. I mean, don't get me wrong, she is very 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 strong, like I, she, a force to be reckoned with, right on mm-hmm. the runway. I just think this time around, Nina, for me. Just killed it, and it, it had to do about taste, but and maybe for on the show, it had to do about story. So yeah, well, Marys, if I, we are very curious to hear what you think, if let us know, was it Nina? Was it Aja? Who should have won? You can let us know on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you could email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail dot com. Um, you know, break the tie for us, make the decision, because uh, we are <laughs> not going to agree on this. <laughs> nope, um, we're not. No, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> The one thing I do want to say, though, is the song ended really abruptly. Like, that is the most, of, like, it was like, oh, oh, it's over? Oh, like, they both seemed right. like, oh, we're done? Oh, well, okay. those those types of songs uh, go on forever because they're dance songs. Yeah, it just, it was, I mean, they could have edited that a little bit better. Uh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, much like Cynthia last week, I mean, Aja just looked devastated. I mean, she just looked, and I just, I don't know, when we talk about these are human beings, be kind, I was like, ugh, I feel for you, girl. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, she, I mean, and she says this on top, she's like, I feel like Nina doesn't really know if she wants this, and I know I want this. And like, whether or not you're doing well, or you're bringing enough, whatever, like, that deep desire and that, of wanting it, like, to get to that point, and to know that you're not going to get it against somebody who's just like not even doesn't seem like they're fully in the game has got to be really tough. But right. you know, I I, I think uh, as she said, every dog has its day. Woof, you know. It, and I, I think that she, as I said before, this is a queen that is capable of self reflection, and I think that she has a very what the ways that she was talking after she was eliminated. She had a very clear perspective, I think, on what happened. So do you want to move on to Untucked? Yeah, let's talk about Untucked. Um, the first moment I think that maybe we can – that will bridge us into an Alexis discussion is uh, how Alexis kept trying to get a line in uh, that bothered me. And she kept saying, while Farah and 
was it uh, Trin- Peppermint were talking. Mm-hmm. Um, while they were talking about 90210 and Farrah being young, you kept hearing Alexis say, she's in, she's in, she's in. Mm. And then she says, she's an ovum. Of course she never saw it. And I'm like, oh, girl, girl. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. It was like, she, she there's, that, there's that self-production of like, no, I got a good line. They're going to keep this line. And she just like had to get it in there. And oh, you've got to like, anyone who is a writer or creates in any way, you know the idea of eating your young. Sometimes you got to just let that material go. You know, like you got to just get a new line. Like you've lost the chance. Uh, yeah, you lost oh. the chance. You didn't cut in. It was fine. Anyway, right. I, I, this whole Untucked, I felt like now Untucked is really lacking some drama. There's less queens. There's kind of less things to talk about. Unless it's funny or unless there's fighting, then it's kind of like they're just kind of schlumping along. And right. Uh, you know, grasping at straws of things to talk about. And you can, you can always hear the producers uh, right in the back of their ear being like okay ask this maybe you guys should talk about this right right well I, I and this is where of course I come back to Valentina there was I, I think there's you know Untucked I've said before like they drop easter eggs in Untucked I really think there's hints I think there's hints at the beginning when queens are walking backstage for example like Farrah saying I'm just happy to be safe and Peppermint saying I need to start winning I think that that's going to be indicative of something we're going to see next week okay going home right. you know um equally there is uh it, it's kind of a it's it's a distant kind of surveillance camera shot of and you hear Valentina going pit crew can we get that that little Latino one with the hairy chest pit crew with the burgers come on out and I was right. like this is a this is a different side of this is again a different side of Valentina. And it's not I have whoever you are, you are, right? But it's the fact that like that gets slipped in every once in a while, you know? Sure. And I sure. know this is hashtag long con. Okay. All right, long con. I really think we're getting an Easter egg here. And I mean I don't want it because this would be a major spoiler, but there is definitely some tea floating around on the subreddit. Um that I, if it's right, I think could support a lot of this. That there is, it's a long con and it's a long game of what they're trying to show us about Valentina. That maybe at then you look back and you're like, oh, I saw it the whole time. So there is tea on the on the subreddit. So I won't say anything more of what I think that or what the tea might be. But if it comes to pass next week, I will confirm if it's what I heard. Okay. If if there are any Marys out there that don't mind tea and don't mind spoilers feel free to email us or reach out to us and colin can confirm oh yeah i will i will just spill it all over you yeah um <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah cover me. cover me in tea <laughs> but not too hot <laughs> yeah not too hot no don't worry it'll be it'll be uh because if you touch it you might get burned anyhow <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is this has been a rough season for folding chairs because Peppermint just knocked one over to try to make her oh, point and Eureka yeah. broke two. Um, but it was – that brings me to I loved that conversation that Trinity started of like, you know, well, who do you want to see go home and like what she was stirring up. And I love Peppermint like trying to get her to answer her own question and Pepper. I mean Trinity is just this consummate – pageant girl she knew how to get everybody else talking and to never have to answer her own question right 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 and that of course, yeah I, to me to me it seemed like kind of like a, a a producer moment but you know they had to do something so. 
Well, I think it could have been a producer prompted, but then what Trinity did with it. And this is this brings up my question, and we kind of talked about this earlier. Obviously, Alexis says, well, you know, who is your biggest competition here? And Trinity says, well, one of them is sitting right here. And Valentina, of course, is feeling her oats, and she's like, and which one is it? And which one? Who? Who is it? Do you... Because this is what people have been talking about in the subreddit. Do you think... Oh, right? no. No. Yeah. Trinity meant Valentina. <laughs> okay, so you yeah you think that yeah. she meant Trinity Valentina. meant Valentina and Trinity is very smart mm-hmm. and didn't and said Alexis because she knew that Alexis couldn't handle it otherwise. Oh, and Alexis needed to hear that. But yeah, here's the other side of that. It makes me feel really bad for Alexis because the things that she was then saying to Alexis were really nice and and really special to be like they see something in you like i've been listening to those critiques and they see something in you and in shay and and you know and peppermint supports it but peppermint's miscongeniality so of course she does um and i think peppermint and alexis obviously really like each other but so that brings up the second question whether or not trinity meant what she was saying to alexis do you think at this point, how much of competition or what do you think of Alexis as competition at this point? Oh, Alexis can still fall, mm-hmm. but it, but she could also go to the top. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I guess what that means is, is that Alexis is still vulnerable, whereas like someone like Shay is not vulnerable. Shay is locked in. Yes. Whereas Alexis is not yet. Alexis is like a uh, like a chi-chi. Mm, yeah. I really hope that Alexis is not a top four who gets cut. Oh, that would just break my heart for her because she wants it so bad, you know? Mm, I think she'd be okay with a top four, Colin. Well, I, I, just, she'd be okay. I just mean like there's that uh, – sure, to be a top four, ain't, ain't nothing too shabby. James Mansfield would love to be top four. But, you know, there's just that element of you getting all the way to, to the end of the competition and not making it. You know, like to get that far, it's almost better to go home earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, just that. knowing how much she wants it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I really feel like Alexis. Like at this point, I, I just can't tell. I just don't know what I think of her. She's, she's not a locked in top three for me anymore. No, she is that. not getting. She is not getting an edit, Colin. That is top three, but no. it could be like a Roxy Andrews edit. Where she's, you know, she's going to be the villain at the end. It's such a, I mean, it's such a shame. It's just, I don't know. Maybe just because there's that sort of personal connection of like, oh, come on, Alex. Like, poor Alexis. I know she wants this so bad. Um, yeah. 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 Well, and, she, and you know what? Like Dorothy, right? With Wizard of Oz. It's like, well, she has it, Colin. She wants it so bad, she already has it. Yeah. No, she she's already know. got it. Yeah. She she's, yeah. Yeah, because whether she goes home next week or she goes to the top three, her career is her career, you know? Like, Oh, yeah, she's, she's working. She's and she will it. work. And she's she's set up for all-stars. I mean, there's a lot for her. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that we've, we've talked about Alexis being like, you know, this, this you know, the theater kid. And they've, they've mentioned this on the subreddit as well. But Alexis is the type to say, when they say you've got, you know, five minutes and Alexis is the one to say, thank you, five Thank you, five. Right. Uh, uh, I roll. Stop I it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to say about Untucked, you know, kind of move, moving towards the end of it, you know, seeing Aja's departure. Um, and, and this really goes back to, I think, what I've been saying about Aja and her reflectiveness is she makes a really interesting point. She says the fight at RuPaul's Drag Race has nothing to do with the other contestants. It's really just a fight you have with yourself to keep going. 
Yeah, it was it was a contender for clip of the week for me. Yeah. I was that's I was thinking as well. I was like that was a real contender for clip of the week. I think you know because she goes on to say if there's a will, there's a way to still get in your head. You know, and I think yep. oh yeah, that's so true for Nina. You know, I think that she wants to get out of her own head, and she simply does like doesn't have the will to overcome the will of her interceptor. You know, um, and and I I really think that the the perspective that Aja was showing in these sort of last moments of untucked, you know, and, and the, there was kind of an acceptance, you know, like <laughs> giving Nina some of her looks. I really liked that line of, I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but she was like, I even brought a spacesuit in case we had to like take it there. I just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it was, you know, I guess I'm just I'm very, ch- <laughs> I'm very charmed by Aja. And that was like really funny. Uh, I and- like that. She gave Nina her stuff to wear, uh, for various challenges. Cause she knows Nina really wants it. I, I Aja, oh, she, she, all of these queens have uh, d- been dismissed, I think, on, on a really lovely note. Yeah, 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 they, they've gone out gracefully. Um, you know, what's, what's interesting, and I only noticed this the last time I watched, is that when Aja's driving away, riding away in the van, her, the exit that she does is the same way that Sasha enters the workroom. It's that what like, is it? it's like her screaming the and scream. coughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if that was intentional or what, but I was like, all right, Brooklyn Queen. All right. Brooklyn Queen. Brooklyn Queen. Uh, well, I think that's all we got for the episode. Um, do you have anything to add before we jump into some things that we saw this week? Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to the roast. I think that, you know, the these kind of challenges, the roast, the stand-up challenges, like these are really great opportunities to put the queens right out there with just themselves. Yeah. It's and... Farah for me. Farah is going home. Yeah. Farah versus Nina. Maybe it won't be Farah because of Nina, but, because uh, I don't know how well Nina is going to do, but uh, to me, it's going to be Farah. I don't think Farah is going to be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I kind of feel like it's time for Farah to go. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Valentina in the bottom. I think it's time for her to be somewhere other than safe. So, um, so who knows? But I also think I think next week is going to be the the Club Kid Lee Bowery looks, like the peppermint. Oh, is that next week? I think so. Yeah, I think that, oh. I, I don't know how I know that, but I'm pretty sure that's next week. And so, uh, I'm that's like that's a runway I've been looking forward to since the preview. So. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you think about all the preview looks, those are the only ones from the preview that we haven't seen on the runway yet. Yeah, right, right. And I remember, I think I said this before, but season eight, we we saw the Wizards of Drag looks in that first trailer. Right, right. So We we saw Thorchy, yeah. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, um, that's kind of my prediction for next week. I really think something's going to have to happen with that. God bless you. Thank you. Something's going to have to happen with Valentina, and I think that it might be time for Farrah to go. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm you know, struggling <laughs> with, with spring allergies. My, our poor Marys, if you have allergies, please let us know so I don't feel so alone because Colin's this asshole that just doesn't ever sneeze. So. I, I said nothing. I, all I did was sit here and patiently let you blow your nose into the mic. Jesus. <laughs> well, if you're going to come for me, you might as well come from to my room at night and cut my wigs up. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm going to come to your room and turn on your humidifier. You're going to loosen that shit up. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of, of, of things we saw this weekend, we had a very, we both had a, uh, or this, you know, this past week, we had a very draggy week. Um, I last night saw Bianca Del Rio 
and her Not Today Satan show here in Sacramento. Uh, I got a last minute invite. I did not plan on going because, you know, my feelings on Bianca. You know, she's so mean. And I'm so glad that I went. And I know that um, Molly Harrington, who was, you know, a guest star on Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour last week, that she was there. And I'm so sorry we didn't get a chance to meet up. I the, My invite was so last minute and I forgot until I got there. Like, oh, I should have contacted Molly. But... Uh, oh, she, right. Oh, my God. You were both there. I know. Oh, it's totally happening. Oh, man. That would have been a really great little moment. I oh. know. I know. I feel so bad about it. It would have been so great to meet. But uh, but at least she knows that Bianca, like, in her own way, it's her own brand, it's her own thing she's doing, but she is absolutely carrying on the legacy of Joan Rivers. Oh, my God. She really? She so funny and you know what was the best about it is she's obviously got her planned material but it was the new stuff it was the stuff that she couldn't plan it was the stuff that she like she there was a security guard on either side of the stage and one was a black woman named patrice and then there was some white guy and she played those two as props in the show perfectly <laughs> like she needs to bring patrice with her because that was her best material it was so funny it was uh, bianca is I mean, she, there is all of the where she's just saying, well, fuck you, that cunt, fuck you. And it's like, okay, it's a little bit of filler. But she is, she is great. She is so funny. I haven't laughed that hard in a very long time. I was so impressed. If you have a chance to see, I think she actually was talking about she's got another show that she's working on and she's going to start another world tour of. She's also doing a Hurricane Bianca too. Um, nice okay so, uh, which <laughs> she right. said which she said which she said uh is gonna take they're gonna be going to russia and they're gonna be katya's gonna be in it so it's gonna be good it's gonna be better okay uh, fabulous yeah but if you have a chance to see bianca del rio's show to see her live i i cannot recommend it enough she is a fabulous performer well in the same vein of bianca kind of slaying comedy i saw bob the drag queen on Thursday at Littlefield in Brooklyn. And uh, he was part of the roast of Sherry Vine, who's this New York queen. There was um, actually all these really, really great queens. There was Marty Gould Cummings, suddenly Seymour, who I love, uh, Ms. Cracker, who is probably one of the top three of the night, um, Anita Bufa, Tina Burner, and Monet Exchange, who was fabulous. Um, but Bob the Drag Queen, I have to tell you, Bob did... Uh, was there for both the roasts because the first roast was Sherry Vine and he did great, right? He mm -hmm. was last, he killed it. And then the second one, he actually wasn't scheduled to roast. The second one was for Thorgy Thor. But I guess uh, there was um, a queen that went up there named Heidi Gloom and she was really bad. And the audience was booing and trying to get her off the stage. It was kind of rowdy. And she finally, you know, left. And Bob kind of came in to kind of bring the crowd back up. And he wrote all of the jokes that he told, like, in the last 15 minutes while he was sitting there watching the second roast. And they all killed. They all landed. None of them were repeats. They were all original. And I was just amazed at his ability to, to just be on the spot like that. Whereas all these other queens, like, had note cards or, like, had a little notebook that they were kind of looking off of. But Bob was just like, nope, doing this right now. I'm a fucking mm. professional. I want it. Here I am. And it was clear to me that he was in a class of his own. So. Right, right. Oh, I, I'm so happy to hear that. Like, I, I, I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, you sent me some of the, the clips of how he was, uh, more of his, his written material. And I was like, yeah, he's just, he's great. He is just yeah. 
Yeah, you, if you are interested, I posted some onto our Twitter of uh, some of the queens doing um, some roasting Sherry Vine. So you should check it out. All right. Well, I think that's probably all we've got for our, our Marys this week. Yeah. I mean, if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you thought of the episode or have your own kind of ideas, uh, you can always email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at allrightmary. And, of course, you know it's coming. You can also head over to iTunes and you could leave us a <coughs> five-star rating and a and a glowing comment letting all the other Marys out there or potential Marys know that this is a podcast worth their time and energy. Uh, and, you know, spread the word. All right, Mary? All right, Mary. Um, so we should do a Last Chance Lip Sync. This Last Chance Lip Sync is inspired by a uh, the drag brunch that I went to today. Uh, my friend Mark... Uh, he had a birthday and he invited us all out to brunch at this place called La Carbonada um, in Chelsea. And we went and this queen did this song, uh, Satisfied, from Hamilton. And it worked so well. So I'll leave you with Satisfied and I hope you are satisfied. All Enjoy right, your week, Marys. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mary. All right, Mary. <laughs> Enjoy your week, Marys. Just we'll talk to you next time. Till then. So this is what it feels like to match wit with someone at your level. What the hell is the catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's Ben Franklin with the key and a kite. You see it right. The conversation lasted two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything we said in total agreement. It's a dream and it's a bit of a dance, a bit of a posture. It's a bit of a stance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'ma give it a chance. I asked about his family. Did you see his answer? His hands started fidgeting. He looked askance. He's penniless. He's flying by the seat of his pants.